Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorei Ram Goldar and Tehira Mazeches Yuma Daf Samachbav. The sixth parak Shnei Ira Yom Kippurim. Pop quiz will be on a separate file. So the three dubs are going to focus on number one. Rabbi presents an alternative answer why Rabbi Yehuda does not permit the last part in Seir of Yom Kippur that were subsequently found to be used the following year. He says it's a Gezer Mishum Tekala, a decree out of concern for a mishap that might be committed with the animals should they be kept alive. The more questions what kind of mishap he's referring to. If it's a concern that someone might accidentally bring them as korbanas before Yom Kippur, then regarding all cases of when a consecrated animal is left to graze, there should be an equal concern. If it's a concern that someone might commit the sin of shearing or working the animals, then there should be an equal concern for all cases when a consecrated animal is left to graze. The right answer is that the concern is to call it a krava, a concern that someone might accidentally bring them as korbanas before Yom Kippur. However, with other animals that are sent to graze which are not fit for offering, one will not be preoccupied with them to come to offer them improperly. The Yom Kippur bull or goat, however, are fit for offering, and therefore one will be preoccupied with them and possibly come to offer them before next Yom Kippur. Pointing to the next mission discuss the confession that the Kohen Gadol says on the Siyah Mishdaleach and the process for sending the goat out of the base of Migdash. The Gemara brings a Bryce that presents three questions which were presented with Eliezer. In each case, he was evasive in answering. If the goat became sick, what is the luck as to whether the designee should carry it out to the cliff on his shoulder? If the one designated to send it out took sick, what's the luck as to whether you should send it out through someone else? And if you shove the goat off the cliff and it didn't die, what's the luck as to whether he must go down and kill it? The Chamim answered that if the goat became sick, he should carry it on his shoulders. If the designee became sick, he should send it out through someone else. And if the goat didn't die, he should go down and kill it. Another brother explains that Rebbe Yezra was not being evasive because he didn't know how to respond. Rather, it's because he would not say anything that he had never heard from his Rebbe. And point number three, is taught in Bryce that a wise woman asked Rebbe Since the various acts of serving the eagle are equally prohibited, why were the deaths of those who served it not the same? Rashi explains that there were three types of death, the sword, a plague, and hydrogen, a swelling of the stomach. Malyazer was evasive. The Gemara brings up Malchokah's rabbin labor regarding the reason. One said that the one who slaughtered a carbon or burned incense was killed by the sword. If he embraced or kissed it, he was killed by the plague, and if he was inwardly happy that people served it, he was punished with hydrogen. The other one explained that those who had Adim and Hasra, witnesses in warning, were killed by the sword. If they just had Adim, they died by the plague, if they had neither, they'd die by hydrogen. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi presents an alternative answer why Rabbi Yudah does not permit the last part in Seer of Yom Kippur that were subsequently found to be used the following year. He says that it's a Gezer Mishum Tekala, a decree out of concern for a mishap that might be committed with the animals should they be kept alive. The more questions what kind of mishap he's referring to. If it's a concern that someone might accidentally bring them as korbanas before Yom Kippur, then regarding all cases when a consecrated animal is left to graze, there should be an equal concern. If it's a concern that someone might commit the sin of shearing or working animals, then there should be an equal concern for all cases when a consecrated animal is left to graze. The more answers that the concern is to call it the hakrava, a concern that someone might accidentally bring them as korbanas before Yom Kippur. However, with other animals that are sent to graze which are not fit for offering, one will not be preoccupied with them to come to offer them improperly. The Yom Kippur par or seer, however, are fit for offering, and therefore one will be preoccupied with them and possibly come to offer them before next Yom Kippur. Point over to the next mission to discuss the confession the Kongadal says on the Siyam Mishdaleach and the process of sending the goat out of the base of Migdash. The Gemara brings a Bryce that presents three questions which he presents to Rebbe Eliezer. 
In each case, he was evasive in answering. If the goat became sick, what's the luck as to whether the designee should carry it out to the cliff on his shoulder? If the one designated to send it out took sick, what's the lacha as to whether you should send it out through someone else? If you shoved the goat off the cliff and it didn't die, what's the lacha as to whether you must go down and kill it? The Chamim answered that if the goat became sick, he should carry it on his shoulders. If the designee became sick, he should send it out through someone else. And if the goat didn't die, he should go down and kill it. Another Bryce explains that Rabbi Yezra was not being evasive because he didn't know how to respond. Rather, it's because he would not say anything that he had never heard from his Rebbe. And point number three, it was taught in a bright that a wise woman asked Rebbe Since the various acts of serving the eagle are equally prohibited, why were the deaths of those who served it not the same? Rashi explains that there were three types of death, the sword, a plague, and hydrogen, a swelling of the stomach. Rebbe was evasive. The Gemara brings the Malchokas Rebbe Levi regarding the reason. One said that the one who slaughtered a carbon or burned incense to it was killed by the sword. If he embraced or kissed it, he was killed by the plague. If he was inwardly happy that people served it, he was punished with hydrogen. The other one explained that those who had Edim and Hasra, witnesses in warning, were killed by the sword. If they just had Edim, they died by the plague. And if they had neither, they died by hydrogen. All right, so now we go to our Simon for Daf Samach Vav. And our standard Simon is related to sewing. And we use a tailor. A tailor. So here goes. The old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters, lest one wear it on the wrong day, made a proclamation that any member who did not carry a sick goat on his shoulder would get one of three alternative punishments for the same sin. So once again, in slow motion. The old-fashioned tailor's guild, tailor's guild, that must be more enough, Samach above for sewing. The old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule, forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters, lest one wear it on the wrong day, which reminds us, Rubber presents an alternative answer why Rabbi Yudah does not permit the lost part and seer of Yom Kippur that were subsequently found to be used the following year. He says, it is a gezer mishum takala, a decree out of concern for a mishap that might be committed with the animals should they be kept alive. The Gemara clarifies that the concern is a takala de hakrava, a concern that someone might get preoccupied with them and actually bring them as karbanas before Yom Kippur. However, there is no concern of a takalata hakrava for animals that are sent to graze, which are not fit for offering, because one will not be preoccupied with them to come to offer them improperly. So the old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule, forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters, lest one wear it on the wrong day, made a proclamation that any member who did not carry a sick goat on his shoulder, which reminds us, the next mission is to discuss the confession that the Kongadal says on the Sir Mishdaleach and the process for sending the goat out of the base of Migdash. The Gemara brings a Bryce that presents three questions which were present to Rebbe Lehazer, and in each case he was evasive in answering. Number one, if the goat became sick, what is the lacha as to whether the designee should carry it out to the cliff on his shoulder? Number two, if the one designated to send it out took sick, what is the lacha as to whether he should send it out through someone else? And number three, if he shoved the goat off the cliff and it did not die, what is the lacha as to whether he must go down and kill it? The Chamim answered that if the goat became sick, he should carry it on his shoulders. If the designee became sick, he should send it out through someone else. And if the goat did not die, he should go down and kill it. Another Bryce explains that Rebbe Yezer was not being evasive because he didn't know how to respond. Rather, it's because he would not say anything that he had never heard from his Rebbe. So the old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule, forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters, lest one wear it on the wrong day, made a proclamation that any member who did not carry a sick goat on his shoulder would get one of three alternative punishments for the same sin. 
Which reminds me, it was taught in the Brisa that a wise woman asked Rabbi Yezer, since the various acts of serving the eagle are equally prohibited, why were the deaths of those who served it not the same? Well, she explains that there were three types of deaths, the sword, a plague, and hydrogen, a swelling of the stomach. Rabbi Yezer was evasive. The Gemara brings Malchok as Rabbi Leib regarding the reason one said that the one who slaughtered a carbon or burn incense was killed by the sword. If he embraced or kissed it, he was killed by the plague, and if he was inwardly happy that people served it, he was punished with hydrogen. The other one explained that those who had Adim and Hasra were killed by the sword. If they just had Adim, they died by the plague, and if they had neither, they died by hydrogen. So once again, the old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule, forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters, lest one wear it on the wrong day, made a proclamation that any member who did not carry a sick goat on his shoulder would get one of three alternative punishments for the same sin. All right, now it's time for a four-blot Daf Samach Base. So the summer Samach Base is a submarine. So here goes. The three goats standing on top of the submarine. Submarine? That must mean we're on Daf Samach Base. The three goats standing on top of the submarine waiting to hear who would be selected to go to Azazel, which reminds us, Rashi explains on the bottom of Daf Samach on Base that in the case when the blood of the Chatz's goat spilled, our placement goat cannot be designated without repeating the lottery of two new goats. One would be designated for Hashem, and the other one would be eligible to be sent to Azazel. If three Chattas goats had to be shakted, there would also be three goats available to be sent to Azazel. The Gemara here discusses which of the Azazel goats to send. But Papi said in the name of Ravi, he sends the first one, but Rav Shimi said in the name of Rava, he sends the last one. So the Gemara says that the opinion reported by Rav Shimi in the name of Rava makes sense because he holds the last goat as the primary one since the Kabar was completed with it, meaning with its counterpart. The Gemara seeks to clarify what is the basis of the opinion reported by Rapapi and concludes that's in accordance with Rabbi Yossi, who says that in the case where one designated a Pesach and it became lost and he designated another one in its stead and then the first one was found, Rabbi Yossi holds Mitzvah Berishon. It's a mitzvah to use the first one unless the second one is superior. So the three goats standing on top of the submarine waiting to hear who would be selected to go to Azazel looked at the two identical goats on shore. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the sixth parak states that two goats of Yom Kippur, their mitzvah is that they should be alike in appearance, height, value, and they should be purchased at the same time. Nevertheless, if they're not alike in these features, they're valid. The Gemara brings a bright that discusses the source for this halach. The Pusik states, Yikach shnei si'irei izim, he shall take two goats. Mute si'irei shnaim. Now, we already know that the minimum number indicated by the plural goats is two. So what then does the Pusik teach by stating two? That the two should be alike. From where do we know that even though that the two of them are not alike, they're nevertheless valid? Talmud Lomar, Seir, Seir, Reba. The Torah states, goat, two times, which teaches us that even if they're not alike, they're valid. So the three goats standing on top of the submarine waiting to hear who would be selected to go to Azazel looked at the two identical goats on shore that were being called in to replace two goats that were shechted outside the Azara before the lots were drawn. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce, if one shechted the two Yom Kippur goats outside the Azara, if he did so before the Kongado cast the lots on them, he's liable for both of them. After the Kongado cast the lots upon them, he's chai for the one of Hashem and punter for the one for Azazel. Rashi explains that he's only chai for shechting outside the Azara if the animal could have been brought into it, which is not the case with the one for Azazel. The Gemara asks what the two goats are fit for to be brought, since before the lottery, neither goat is fit to be offered as the Sir Hashem. When Rufchizan answered he's liable, since each goat is fit to be brought as part of the Musaf, the Gemara objects, saying that since it's lacking the lottery, it's not fit to be brought as a Musaf, the Mechasri Avodosiyom, because it's lacking the service of the day. The casting of lots comes before the Musaf is brought. The Gemara answers that Rav Chisda holds that the status of a premature time doesn't apply to a carbon that will become valid later that very day. Dav Samech Gimel, so the symbol of Samech Gimel is a segue. So here goes. The segue tour, segue tour, that must be one on Dav Samech Gimel. 
the Segway tour of the Sir Azaze outdoor exhibit, past two shakti Yom Kippur goats, and a Pesach shakti Stam, which reminds on Duff, some of base on base, where Chis has said that one is high for shakti the two goats before the lottery outside of the base of Migdash, even though they're not fit at that time for the type of carbon for which they were designated, since each could be offered for a different type of carbon, such as the Musa. The Gemara here asks if, in fact, Rav Chisto holds to the principle of Hoyo, based on another statement of his, where he says that if one shakted a Pesach outside the temple during the rest of the year, if he shakted it not for its own sake, but for the sake of a Shlamim, he is Chayev. This implies that if he had shakted it Stam, with no intent at all, it would be considered Lishmo, and he would be Pater. Now, why would this be so? Let us imply Hoyo and say, that since it's fit if it were not offered for its own sake, but as a shlamim, he should be chayv if he shakes it outside without specific intention. The Gemara answers that this is not a valid comparison. Hasan boyakira, haywo boyakira. The Pesach requires a conscious uprooting of its designation as a Pesach to a shlamim, and until this occurs, the animal is not fit to be offered inside. The goat of Yom Kippur, however, does not require a conscious uprooting of its designation for it to be used as a chatis. Rashi explains that this is because the inner goat and the goat brought as a musaf are both Chattas offering. So the segue to the Sir Zaza outdoor exhibit, Pastu Shechted Yom Kippur Coats, and a Pesach Shechted Stam, and a Sir Zazo that was not exclusive to Hashem, which reminds the Gemara seeks the source for the ruling on Daf Samach Beis on base, that if one Shechted the Sir Zaza outside the base of Migdash, after the lottery was drawn, he's Pater. So it was taught in Bryce that the Pesach regarding the prohibition of Shechting outside the base of Migdash says, and to the entrance of the Omod, he did not bring it to offer as an offering to Hashem. One might think, to include the Sarla Zazo in the prohibition given that it's fit to be brought to the old Moed for the drawing of the lots. The Torah therefore states, Lashem, to offer as an offering to Hashem, implying specifically Mishim Yuchadim Hashem, those animals that are designated exclusively for Hashem, excluding the Sarla Zazo, which is not designated exclusively for Hashem, but is sent to Asazel. So the Segway tour of the Sarla Zazo outdoor exhibit passed two Shakti Yom Kippur goats and a Pesach Shakti Stam and a Sarla Zazo that was not exclusive to Hashem, while a little boy was being told his seven-day-old goat wasn't eligible yet to be tossed down the cliff. Which reminds the more brother Bryce that taught that the source in an animal less than eight days old cannot be designated as a Sarla Zazo as the Pasuk that states, and from the eighth day on, Yeratzel Karban Ishe Hashem. It shall be acceptable for a fire offering to Hashem. The word Hashem is coming to include a Sarla Zazo that it too cannot be brought from an animal that is less than eight days old. The Gemara says that this implies that if the Torah had not specifically included the Sarla Zazo in the prohibition, one would have thought it could be sent out even though it's premature. Now how could this be? The lottery cannot assign a goat for Hashem unless it's fit to be offered to Hashem. And since it's not known which goat will be selected for Hashem, both of them need to be eligible and at least eight days old. The Gemara presents a number of answers. One answer is, is that the Tanah's Rabbi Shimon who holds that if one of the goats died after the lots were cast, another goat is brought without casting lots. The Pasuk is needed to teach that even in such a case, the Azazel goat must be at least eight days old. Dav Samachdal, so the Simmer Dav Samachdal is a secret agent. So here goes. The secret agent, secret agent, that must be more in Dav Samachdal. The secret agent spying out the criminal Schlachthaus, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of Shechita, which reminds us, the Gemara Dav Samachdal on the base asked why the Torah need to teach that a Sarah Lazazel cannot be premature, and two answers were given. So on this though, Rav says it's needed in a case in which one who sold the goat to the temple had a seriously ill person in the house, and he slaughtered the mother of this goat on Yom Kippur in order to feed that person. The Pasuk tells me to teach that the offspring of that goat may not be used as a Sir Lazazel, since it's not permitted to be shechted until the next day, 
due to the prohibition of shechting a mother animal and its son on the same day. In this sense, it's considered premature. The Gemara objects to this answer. The Torah said only, you shall not shecht an animal and its offspring on the same day. And this, referring to shoving the girl off the cliff, is not shechita. The Gemara answers that they say in the West, referring to Eretz Yisrael, shoving the goat off the cliff is tantamount to shechita. So the secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, snuck inside while two shochim argued about whether live animals can be rejected. Which reminds the Mishnah Duff Samach Beis Amadov stated that if a goat died after the lots were cast, the Kongala must bring another pair and cast lots upon them. And if the one for Azazel died, he should say, let the one upon which the lot for Azazel fell take its place, and the second goat should then be left to graze until it becomes blemished. The more brings about focus here regarding which goat is called the second one. Rav says, the second goat of the first pair should be offered, and the second goat of the second pair shall graze. Rabbi Yochanan says, the second goat of the first pair should graze, and the second goat of the second pair should be offered. The more explains that Rab holds living things do not become permanently rejected from the Mizbech. Once the goat for Azazel was replaced, the first goat for Hashem becomes valid again. Rabbi Yochanan holds living things can become permanently rejected. When the goat for Azazel died, its mate became permanently disqualified, and the goat from the second pair must be used. So the secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, snuck inside while two shochim argue about whether live animals can be rejected, and intercepted a message with the cryptic words, it shall be stood alive. Which reminds us, Rav has said a precise reading of our Mishnah accords with Rav, while Bryce accords with Rabbi Yochanan. The Mishnah taught, they should say, that if the one for Hashem died, let the one upon which the lot for Hashem take its place. This implies that only the dead goat for Hashem is replaced, while the other one for Azazel remains ready to be offered. The Bryce that supports Rabbi Yochanan says that when the Pusik states, referring to the Azazel goat, it shall be stood alive, it implies, but not that its fellow goat died. If the goat for Hashem died, the original Azazel goat is no longer fit for service. The Gemara asks how the words, it shall be stood alive, imply this ruling, and answers, The words shall be stood alive in the future tense imply that it stands now for the first time and not that it stood previously. Daf Samachay, so the Simmer Samachay is sheep. So here goes. It was a hard day for the flock of sheep. Sheep, that must be more Daf Samachay. It was a hard day for the flock of sheep when they watched their friend the Sirul Azazel die before the blood applications of the Sirul Hashem were done. Which reminds the Mishnah Daf Samach Beis Amid Olive stated that the Rabbi Yudah said, Mesa Mishtoleach Yishaf Echadam. If the Sirul Azazel died before the blood of the Sirul Hashem could be sprinkled, the blood of the Sirul for Hashem must be poured out. The Gemara here adds that it's understandable that when the blood of the Sirul for Hashem spilled, that the Sirul Azazel must be left to die because the mitzvah of the Sirul Hashem, referring to the throwing of its blood, has not yet been carried out. But in the case in which the Sirul Azazel died, why must it be replaced such that a new lottery needs to be carried out and the blood of the Sirul Hashem spilled out? The mitzvah of the Sirul Azazel has already been carried out. The only avoda that is essential for the Sirul Azazel is the performance of the lottery. The Gemara answers that it was said in the Yeshiva Rabbi Yana that the Pasuk concerning the Sirul Azazel states, It shall be stood alive before Hashem to atone. This implies that it's necessary to be alive until the blood applications of its fellow goat, which affects Kapara, are completed. If the Sirul Azazel dies beforehand, a new goat must be brought to Kapara.
complete the Yom Kippur Avodah. So it was a hard day for the flock of sheep when they watched their friend, the Sirah Azazel, die before the blood applications of the Sirah Hashem were done, and then heard that the par and Sirah that were lost and found cannot be used next year. Which reminds the Gemara brings a price where the rules that in the case where residents of a town sent their moxies shackle coin to the base of Migdash, and they were subsequently lost and then found after other coins were contributed, the original coins are credited to the contributors for the following year. Rava said the Rebuta holds Obligations designated for this year may be offered during the following year. Abai challenged Rabbah's explanation of Yudah from Arisa, where Rabbi Yehuda ruled that in a case where the par and the seer of Yom Kippur were lost and then found after others were separated and offered in their place, Kulon Yamusu, all the original animals should be left to die. According to Rabbah's explanation, these animals should be left for the following year. The Gemara will bring three resolutions that are rejected. So it was a hard day for the flock of sheep when they watched their friend, the Sirah Azazel, die before the blood applications of the Sirah Hashem were done, and then heard that the part and Sirah that were lost and found cannot be used next year, even though old funds may be used for Kabbalah Zibur. Which reminds us, Rabbi responded to Abai that the Yom Kippur parents here are different than the Shkani since they are Kaban Sibur, which are purchased with funds purchased from the Trumas Elishka, and starting with Rosh Chodesh Nisan, they may not be purchased with last year's funds. This is in accordance with the teaching of Bitavi in the name of Yoshi regarding the Pasuk that states, Zos Oz Chodesh Bechad Shoh Bechad this is in the Ola of Rosh Chodesh at its renewal for the months of the year. The Torah is teaching that Chadish v'havli karpim v'trumachadasha. Renew the sacrificial service and bring me an offering from a new separation, meaning from funds from the newly collected Shkoyim. This is the reason that found animals may not be used for the Yom Kippur vote of the following year. The Gemara brings a number of objections, one being that Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that while it's a mitzvah to bring the offerings from the new funds, if one brought them from the old funds, he has fulfilled his chiyuv, just not in the optimal way. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichum. We wish you a great day and great learning.